0: Hello and welcome to a podcast about football. This week we're talking about the NFC to the AFC preview last week, but Eric's back with me this week, and we are going down the NFC. We're going to go same way: north, east, southwest. Uh, Let's start with the north. Jump right in.
1: Start with the north. Um, I guess we're going to go four to one in in terms of where we think these teams are going to finish. Um, and then we'll talk about our
0: wild cards on the way through.
1: I got to tell you, this year, I mean, this division is actually more loaded, I think, than more people want to believe. Actually, I think this is probably one of the more competitive divisions in football. But if I had to put a fourth place team on it, it's going to be my, my particular team, the Chicago Bears in fourth. And that's just, I think, that everybody's kind of young. There's a lot of new moving parts, a new coaching staff. I don't think that there's a lack of talent there anymore. They've obviously upgraded that. Uh, We'll see whether or not that works out. Because, to be honest, the Bears have tried this before. Mm -hmm. The Bears have tried this in the sense that they've gone after weapons to go get when they had Jay Cutler. Well, when Jay Jay Cutler Cutler was first there, Um, that's kind of what they did. Well, yeah, at first he had no weapons. Then they had an offensive-minded coach. They went and paid for Brandon Marshall. They went and drafted Alshon Jeffrey. They went and got Martellus Bennett. They had Matt Forte. I mean, in theory— Your boy, Martellus Bennett. in, in theory, that should have been a really good competitive team in that division, but they never finished better than 8-8, eight and eight, and then they started dropping off the map, and Tressman got fired, and now we're, we're left with the post Tressman, uh, post-John Fox era, and now Matt Nagy moves in. Mitchell Trubisky's got a lot on his plate. The Bears have gone after Alan Robinson in free agency, Taylor Gabriel in free agency, Trey Burton just spending a boatload of money on weapons because weapons. they were playing with a JV receiving core last year. So
0: solid, solid defense too. I was playing with these guys in Madden the other day <laughs> and I've played like six games in Madden and I've won two of them. I actually won with the Bears.
1: They've got a good defense. Sorry, um, I played seven
0: because I beat JP online one time. So oh, shout okay. out JP. Well, what is
1: he, Lions Lions again? Oh yeah. Yeah, of course he is. Um anyway, uh with the Bears defense, I mean they signed both their corners back. They were potential free agents. Uh, they signed them before they could hit the market. Whether or not you think they overpaid, it's consistency. Uh, according to Pro Football Focus, they had one of the top safety units in the league last year, top five safety unit. And I think they're waiting to see if Leonard Floyd, a, a first-round pick from a, a couple years back from Georgia, is going to turn into the pass rusher they wanted him to be when they took him ninth overall. The D-line is uh, is deeper than it has been in years past. Just yesterday, they signed Roquan Smith, their oh. first-round pick, eighth overall. He was holding out for a few weeks. and uh, I'm sorry, not yesterday. But anyway, because it's staggered (laughs) yesterday as we're recording this. this, But uh, Roquan Smith is back in the fold and he is there ready to contribute. Um, Man, there's the Oklahoma semifinal game on the other day and he was just all over the place. So as a Bears fan, I'm excited. But obviously it's going to come down to um, can the Bears score more than 21 points? Because I think this defense is going to consistently hold defenses under 25. So Mm -hmm. if the Bears can score points, if Mitchell Trubisky uh can can get the can get the ball out to these weapons I mean you still have Jordan Howard you got Tariq Cohen uh who they called chicken salad the human joystick um you know all of what 5 foot 5 and he's just he's a shifty runner man they're trying to they're trying to make him out to be like a poor man's Tyreek Hill I don't know if I buy into that quite yet and a lot of people are thinking that they he might go as high as like the 4th round in some fantasy drafts that's I don't buy move. that e- I don't buy that either <laughs> don't
0: draft treat Cohen in the fourth round
1: i you know maybe the eighth, maybe the ninth or tenth I don't know i'm I'm he's a bears worth, fan and i'm the not spot, gonna I don't think'm gonna the PPR buy him.
0: league he's worth a you know he's worth he's a worth a spot, look yeah, so the fourth round
1: um I think it's a lot of this is gonna depend on because I think the defense is gonna be stout. it's gonna be at least consistent mm-hmm. um you won't find that they're not the eighty five bears by any stretch of the imagination, but um the Bears um, I can see going anywhere from six and ten staying close in a lot of those ten losses to surprising a few people maybe ending up eight and eight uh, I mean you look at the schedule early enough I've looked at this and I've racked my brain I'm like the bears have got to be better than some of the teams they're playing in the first nine weeks of the year I've got the best to case go scenario up, is seven and two season. yeah best case scenario they could start the season seven and two and still finish eight and eight because if you look at the back end of that schedule it is brutal they got San Francisco. They've got the Rams. Jimmy they Jesus. They got the Packers again. They've got two meetings with the Lions in three weeks, in weeks ten and twelve. Uh, it's just not going to be a fun back end of the schedule for long. the Bears fans. So anyway, anyway, Bears probably a fourth place finish, and that's just a testament to how good the division is right. in the north. So, well,
0: my my notes, I basically I said the Bears upgraded offensively, upgraded every position except QB, mm-hmm. um, which I mean you just drafted Mitchell last year, so you, right. you can't upgrade yet. Um, so it's, it's going to be on him now to see if he's worth the price they paid for him and and drafting him. Yeah. Last, last year, you know, he had all these excuses built in around him of he had no weapons. His offensive line was kind of garbage. Play calling was really too reserved. They've upgraded their offensive minded coach. They've upgraded their offensive line. They've upgraded their receivers. Uh, their running backs, they didn't really upgrade, but they didn't need to, Mm -hmm. um, so, it offensively, it's going to be on your boy Mitchell's shoulders, and uh, we'll see. I actually had them.
1: Not my boy yet, but I'll be interested in watching. I had them finishing
0: third in the division, oh. um, ahead of Thanks. who you're probably going to pick third, uh, just because I have no faith in uh, this next team. <laughs> so, who you got for third?
1: The third, I got the Lions, and no, I don't have a whole lot of faith, but I think when you got number nine back there um who's markedly better than the team i put forth at quarterback matthew stafford is a very very good quarterback in this league um yeah. he's proven he's he throws for a ton of yards he's good I, i'm just saying i think he's a very good Receivers, and you know what i'm a big marvin jones fan if you're a fan, if you're listening from a fantasy perspective marvin jones i got a lot of production in a standard scoring league out of marvin jones and I think I came back I came back from Owen and 6 and finished 7 and 6 and Marvin Jones was a big reason he helped why. helped me out last year um, too.
0: Uh, my other not our league obviously cuz nobody gets any lines in our league other than JP. Well, he drafts just drafts all the lines. Every and that's line. why he finishes number yeah. 8 in the league all the time. Yeah, he's not great, but um
1: but I, you know, they drafted on Johnson this year. I think he could he could Give Amir Abdullah a nice uh, complimentary piece there. Defense, there, you know or Matt an, Patricia, just running back. Matt Patricia, the new head coach, is gonna. I think he's gonna bring some defensive prowess, and that you're gonna see some improvement on the defensive side of the ball. So that's there where, as I, well. that's
0: so where I disagree. I just think I, I that they're an average that.
1: team that's just better than the fourth place yeah. team in that division.
0: I don't know that Patricia's an upgrade from anything. I mean, it's yet to be seen. He might be. He might not be. Um, but in my mind, there's a reason Belichick wasn't begging him to stay as he did with.
1: Um, Belichick doesn't beg anyone to stay unless you're Josh McDaniels. Right. (laughs) Um, but if, even then, I don't think he begged. (laughs) If
0: Matt Patricia was as good at, as a defensive coach as Josh McDaniels is as an offensive coach, I think the Patriots would have been banging down his door to stay as much as they did with, or more than they did with Josh McDaniels, but they didn't. And honestly, the Patriots defense has been kind of slipping a little in the past few years. Um, they've also been getting rid of a lot of pieces and like their unwillingness to pay people may be biting them in the ass as much as their defensive scheming. Um, I've just noticed that a little um in the past few years that their defense has not been as stout as it was 3 or 4 years ago. Talking about in the New last England, 2 years. Right? Yeah, New England.
1: Right. Here's here's one thing an interesting theory I heard on the radio today. And that was that, you know, New England has let go of some decent pass rushers over the last couple of seasons, uh, two, three years, you know, guys mm-hmm. that have really de- performed as pass rushers, sack artists, if you will, by trading them away or not re-signing them in free agency. Uh, and they chose to go more coverage. Um, you know, they signed Stephon Gilmore. They 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 kind of screwed over um, Butler. Um, you know, they kind of screwed Butler. him, Malcolm Butler. They kind of screwed him over, not just in the Super Bowl, but I'm talking about when they should have extended him past his right. deal, they kind of well, yeah, he
0: was waiting all year for an extension,
2: that and came. that
1: never came. And I, you know, they're they're shrewd in New England, but I, they made the point that they play more of a coverage based defense. And when you're doing that, you give up a lot of points, but you're also a bend don't break, and it allows you, especially when you're good offensively, it allows you to stay in ball games. And hey, it came back to bite him in the butt in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And even though Brady throws for 505 yards, they still lost that game.
0: But, yeah, because so, when you go up to a against an offense that's just as prolific as yours, that's, that's where you're going to – That's, kinda, that's you what's can't gonna get happen. Pressure. You can't yeah. get pressure on somebody like Nick Foles and give him time to throw. He's so, going to throw.
1: At the end of the day, I mean, A, you could have just made the case that Matt Patricia probably just wanted to be a head coach and spend oh, money yeah. the way he wanted to spend money on defense because we all know Bill Belichick's in control of that cap situation. Mm-hmm. So wherever he says the money's going to go is where he wants it to go. So I'm going to reserve judgment and say I think that Patricia is an upgrade over maybe the previous staff. Um, but he still kept Jim Bob Cooter, the offensive coordinator. No oh, Jim Bob. And I think that there's some consistency that goes along there. I just, I, you know, just based on experience well, see, that'll be, that'll and be question helpful. marks, I think the Lions are better than the Bears, which is why I've got them right there.
0: Well, I'm not keeping You're Jim welcome, Bob JP. Cooter will be helpful for them because Matt Patricia is not an offensive-minded coach at all. So that, like you said, they'll have that consistency on the offensive side still. Um. But I, I just don't know. Like, they didn't really upgrade anything else. You mentioned on Johnson, who, you know, we'll see. Amir Abdullah mm-hmm. was supposed to be a good running back at a college, too. Hasn't proven to be yet. Right. They got LeGarrette Blunt, who is
1: probably on a downturn. Yeah, I mean uh, he's getting up there. I mean, it's been... Been over ten years since he punched that Boise State guy in the yeah. face when it came Looking off Looking for
0: Kenny Galladay could have a big year. Um, All yeah, right, so, prove it first. Everybody's right. talked to me about right. Kenny Galladay last year, and yeah. I'm like, I, I mean, whatever. he had like three really good games, yeah. and the rest completely mediocre. So it's <laughs> it it'll be interesting to see. Um, my first note here is the Lions are bad, and this is going to be my take for every year that we do this until the end of time because the Lions are bad. It's like the Browns.
1: Until, they're until they prove you're wrong yes. and get deep into the playoffs where they're competing to go to actual Super Bowl. I mean, it's hard to put them at the top slots, especially when you've got teams like Minnesota and Green Bay that make moves, that have and, star players. And the
0: Bears made moves. Yes. And the, it, it seems like the Lions, other than changing their head coach, didn't do anything to get better. Hmm. But a good point. you could argue that changing their head coach is what they needed to do to get better. So we'll it,
1: we'll see. Okay. So I think our consensus yeah, at I the think number we're gonna 2 agree on the top. We're going to agree on the top two teams in this in this particular division. Um the Packers are going to be my runner up a playoff team. Um they're going to I disagree a, there but okay. Let's, let's run with it. I, I I just can't a healthy Aaron Rodgers, I can't count out. And I'm not going to sit here and predict that he's going to get injured again. So I'm just going to go in with the, you know, that hopefulness that I get to watch a full season of Aaron Rodgers I know that's blasphemous coming from a Bears fan but dude the dude is fun to watch so now he's got Jimmy Graham which I don't think is a huge upgrade but that's a nice little red zone piece Devontae Adams and Randall Cobb kind of working off of each other in that particular offense they've upgraded in the uh I think on the offensive line and in the running game I don't necessarily think they're well, I don't necessarily think their offense. Their Aaron offense, Jones is out for three games. And okay. So we'll, well, he's I mean, suspended.
0: So we'll we'll see what happens. In all honesty, if it, if they it don't comes want, down to my really number
1: to one run running game. back, I don't mind him missing the first quarter of the year. Right. You know, that, that's just not, this tread on the tires late in the year that I don't want him to have. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that hurts, but not as much as maybe one would think late, you know, down the stretch. Um, and I don't defensively, know that's a
0: situation where any of those guys are the number one guy it I never has situ- been. In yeah, Green I think Bay. they're all situationally.
1: Yeah. So to. it's never it never has been a number 1 running back. I think for a very very long time in Green Bay they haven't had a superstar like stud running back. Ahmad
0: Green, I think was like their last one. And and I don't was, know that he was yeah. a stud. Yeah, exactly. He was just <laughs> He was their the every down guy, yeah.
1: So, uh, you know, what I think the second place and I think that firmly falls on number 12's shoulders. I think he wins them a lot of games and that's why he's that's probably why he's the best player in the league to me at least. I mean, I think he's just, the guy's hard to beat unless he's hurt, okay? So, the Packers are going to be right there in the thick of things. I think they maybe get a five or six wild card seed. So, uh, that's where I've got the Packers finishing numero dos. So,
0: you're good. You're done with that now? I'm done. All right. I agree that it relies heavily on number 12 shoulders. Mm -hmm. I disagree with a lot of the love for Rodgers. I have Mm -hmm. never been sold on Rodgers. This is a hot take, everybody. Beware. (laughs) I've never been. You guys are going to compare me to Skip Bayless. I don't really care. I've never been sold on Aaron Rodgers. He, he's a bit of a whiner. He's a bit of a head case. Um, he, he builds these relationships with receivers based on if he likes them or not, and they can turn very quickly, uh, a la Jordy Nelson and Donald Driver and Greg Jennings all left on pretty bad terms, even though the year before they left, they were all perfectly uh, productive. And it could be said Jordy that they left and they weren't year. productive anyways. Right. Mm-hmm. But the year before he was productive. Right. Um,
1: it's also I, what, 33
0: now? Yeah, Doherty's getting up there. I'm not... Yeah.
1: I, I, they, had, they Don't forget, they have a new general manager. I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but no, no, they no, have no, a new general manager who's actually pursuant in free agent. You know, their previous right. regime did not no, go after free agents at all. Anyone. So, you know, they, they had, they're starting to get more shrewd and... and I if I'm not mistaken, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I wanna believe I wanna say that Rodgers was a bit upset at the fact that they released Jordy Nelson.
0: I don't believe he was. Okay. But I I, I have no idea. I didn't hear that anywhere. Right. Um I I'm not sold on Devontae Adams as a number one option, like he's I'm what you either. have. I'm not but, either. But with Randall Cobb there, Randall Cobb is kind of your slot number one anyways. Uh Jimmy Graham could potentially be a number one option. I, I don't know. I don't I'm know not, a
1: number one option, but an option in the red zone.
0: I've, I've never been sold on Aaron Rodgers. He's, he's not Tom Brady. He's not the type of guy, I think, that encourages everyone to be better. I think he makes people better by his skills, mm-hmm. but I don't think he encourages anyone to be better. Does that make sense? Like He doesn't have the type of personality mm-hmm. that people just want to be there
1: around him.
0: People want to be around Tom Brady in the way Tom Brady lives and plays. Well, they don't want to live like Tom Brady because Tom Brady is insane. You don't get
1: to eat fun stuff.
0: Right. That'd be tough. I'd, I'd be. I'll no more off chicken, chicken wings, wings. That'd be. That'd be tough. No pizza. <laughs> Chicken wings,
1: nothing. But, but anyway, so that's yeah, I get a, where you're coming people
0: from. in New England. They don't like Belichick is kind of the hard ass, and they don't want to be around him necessarily. By the time they leave, mm-hmm. but everybody is is brought into the Tom Brady. Better because aura. of Brady. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I've never gotten that from Aaron Rodgers. I've gotten a lot of finger pointing from Aaron Rodgers and whining, and I, I've, I've I never know. been sold on him as like this is the dude that is the leader of your team. We want like I I wouldn't want him as my no. as my
1: quarterback. Not not sitting here trying to, you know I'm not turning this into a is Aaron Rodgers good debate. That's he's to me good. that's not he's good. No I'm I'm you yeah. know what I'm saying though like worthy of the superstar talk at at the, at the risk of doing that I'm not going to go there. But that's not what this is about. I just think that as a Bears fan having to watch this guy not just play other teams but play my team twice a year. and I understand my team's not been very good. Over the past six, seven years, I get it. Okay, you're not telling me anything I don't know. But even when the Bears have been good and knocking on the door,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I've watched him carve up my team, and it's just—it's mind-boggling. It, he carves us up. That we've got a rush on him. Oh, he steps up in the pocket, or he finds a way to slip through a tackle and deliver a strike down the field to either Jordy Cobb, Adams, whoever the tight end of the hour is in Green Bay. I he, mean, he can do
0: special things, and I'm not arguing I with just, that.
1: After a while, you just start to just concede to the guy. And so that's where I'm at with this. So, so, so here's that's my, all I'm going to say. About.
0: Here's the point I'm trying to make. Most people have him top two quarterbacks in the league right now. Him and Brady are one and two in some form or fashion, right? hmm I would put him in top seven.
2: Oof. Oof.
0: All right. Somewhere, okay. somewhere Agree to disagree. from one to seven. I, I don't have a quarterback power rankings handy of what I've done or or who I would take over him but I I'm I'm there's people I would take ahead of him to start my team and to have a synergistic team I guess is the word I'm looking for I
1: see what you're saying All right so, so we it's like get, number 1 we want to get to it's it's not a matter of if they win the division it's a matter of what their seed's going to be this roster is absolutely loaded on both sides of the ball Yeah um they and not to mention they get Dalvin Cook back. Yep. Let's not remember that. And I don't care what anyone says. Kirk Cousins is a massive upgrade over Case Keenum.
2: And even if he's not care. he's he's
0: stable.
1: <laughs> yeah. He, he hasn't gotten hurt in the past, what, four years? And that's playing on one year contracts right. the last few years. He, he
0: hasn't he he doesn't <laughs> get hurt. Um so part of their problem last year is they went through three quarterbacks in the first what four weeks.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yep.
0: So so and they were and they still won the conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, or division or whatever, yeah, yeah. Con- conference.
1: Knock it on the door to win the conference, yes.
0: Or they won their division, yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I mean. Um, So that's like just having the same person back there every week is going to be an upgrade from the turmoil that was there at the beginning of last season. you got Thielen, you got Stephon Diggs, you've got Dalvin Cook, you've Kyle got Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph, you've got the defense that I can't even list the people who are all at the top of their game right now.
1: Oh my gosh, and somehow you still have 87-year-old Terrence Newman hanging around at corner, you know. You got Xavier Rhodes and you know, you got there's names everywhere. And you know, it's just a matter of, hey, let's just stay healthy and even if they're getting dinged up, they're still pretty deep. And they have a very good head coaching, you know, head, head coach and a mm-hmm. staff to go with it. This team is a legitimate Super Bowl contender. I don't think I've ever said that about the Minnesota Vikings in my entire life. And that's a testament to how well their front office is operated. It's a testament to, you know, making the necessary moves. Hey, there's a guy out there named Kirk Cousins who's a free agent. We could pay Case Keenum $20 million. We could save $9 million. But, hey, we've got a difference maker over here. And they believe that Kirk Cousins is that guy. Mm-hmm. And I I tend to think so, too. He I don't think I'm wrong can. to say it. That's, short, hey, that's the long and the short of it. This is a 12-win team at, team at minimum this year. Oh, yeah. I think so. So, I mean, you're talking maybe I don't see anybody else besides Philadelphia getting a bye week over them. So I think you're you you know you're they're gonna have the first round off. So I I that's just a given to me given that they can stay healthy at important places. There's
0: there's really not much to say other than they were the second probably the second best team in the league last year Mm -hmm. and just made moves to get better. Um, so when you're good and you get better, you're going to be better.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Agreed.
0: Take take that to the bank. Take that to the bank. Vikings, NFC North board. Champs.
1: Vikings, NFC North Champs. I've got the Packers Print the, the playoffs, shirts. But I you do, not, do not I
0: have the Lions, Bears, and Packers all finishing somewhere between six and nine wins. Okay, that's fair. Um I I just I don't like the Packers. Alright, and this is your
1: ranking. <laughs> NFC for
0: you. East. I I think a lot of it will probably be pretty even, but uh we'll we'll see. So for the NFC East at number four, I've got the Redskins and I actually had them at number four before Darius Geist got hurt and that only like confirms my decision to keep them at four. Mm-hmm. Um so they got Alex Smith. I I think he's a step back from Cousins, honestly. Yes. Um, because I think Cousins can do more or is willing to do more than nice. Alex Smith is. And That's Cousins a good is, way to put it. Willing and, to do more. And I Cousins like that way is
1: younger than Alex Smith. <laughs> also true. Um, you know. What was he? He was the first pick in the draft in 2005. That's how old Alex Smith is. And I'm not saying right. he's some fogey, but that was. Just to put this in perspective, Alex Smith was the number one draft pick by the San Francisco 49ers out of Utah. Who was mm-hmm. the head coach at Urban, Utah? Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer. I mean. Yes, that was the Florida tenure, like and then the Ohio State. 15th,
0: 15th <laughs> uh, job leaving under odd since, circumstances since, Alex, yeah. since,
1: since Utah. <laughs> so, uh, that's, I mean, that's, that's how long Alex Smith's been in the league. But, you know what? Another point was made to me. Today. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, but, you're good. Um, another point was made uh, on the radio. And he goes, I think it was on the herd, when Colin Coward. I, you know, he says, I don't think you necessarily get worse with Alex Smith. He just maybe don't get markedly better. Right. He is a very stable quarterback who's going to make the right decisions. He's going to be efficient at worst. I just, you know, that whole Kansas City start to the year last year, I think is more of an aberration until he can prove he can do it for a whole year, well, which in year 13 is like old. Well, and Kansas, Kansas City had
0: home run headers around. Mm-hmm. Like Travis Kansas Kelsey, Kelsey uh, Tyreek Hill, Hill and yeah. Kareem Hunt are all home run headers. Mm hmm. Uh, do the Redskins have anyone? Darius Geis was looking like he could have been one of those guys. He's not, really uh, right. not g- going to be there. Um, Andy Reid was really good at getting the most out of Alex Smith. I don't know that Jay Gruden can be. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, so, I think you're right Right on putting them at four.
0: Plus, I, I don't know. I, I never understood the the issues between the Redskins and Kirk Cousins. Like, they always just wanted to throw him under the bus for everything, whether it was Jay Gruden or the front office. Like, they they did not want anything to do with Cousins.
1: They just didn't want to marry him. They wanted to date him. They liked him, and they just didn't want to— I think they made
2: the wrong decision. Well,
1: I think they did, too, 100%. 100%, because not only that, but if you're willing to spend on the free agent market for receivers, you really think Alex Smith is going to get some of those guys in there? I mean, you All really right. have to throw a lot of guaranteed money in a dude— to get him into that, so to get a good top-notch, high-end free agent receiver into that fold. I don't think he got to do that with Cousins. Right. I think Cousins was a better alluring piece for offensive uh, free agents.
0: Well, and he's proven he can he can do quite a bit with very little around him. Um, yes, I mean the the last few seasons I'm, they he hasn't had many
1: weapons. I'm sorry, but Jordan Reed's the best offensive player on that team. And
0: he could be so good if, if he played he more than five games.
1: Stayed healthy. I get what you're saying. So he's not healthy. No, nope. but I mean he's you never think going about to be. the names that they've had at wide receiver over the past few years. I can't. I can't. Pierre Garcon. Pierre Garcon and I don't care who's his quarterback, I cannot take him in fantasy anymore. I would draft that guy Put him in the lineup in a standard league. He'd go two catches for 15 yards. I would drop him, and then he'd go eight catches, 160 yards, and score twice the very next week. Pisses me off. Anyway, he's not there. He's in San Francisco now. But He's your J&J. That's just not, that is just not like what Cousins was working with in Washington and making them competitive in the process. That was just not a very high-end receiving core. To me. And I mean you can't they had name the, anything. They had, Josh Doxon. They had no uh,
0: running backs to help him out. Like you couldn't
1: Alfred Morris yeah, yeah. was one of those. Alfred guys. Morris. Chris, uh, Chris
0: Thompson is a great pass catcher mm-hmm. out of the backfield, but he's like if he's on the field, you know they're throwing the ball. Like he can't he can't pass block and he can't run the ball. Like I mean, he can run the ball every once in a while if you run draws or shotgun runs, but he's not like, you're not bringing him in there to run I-formation, halfback dive.
2: Right.
1: Samaj Piran was a name that picked up a lot of steam in fantasy good, circles wasn't... last year. But but he still picked up a little bit of steam. Actually helped me win some of those games in standard scoring because he was getting carries. Guess why he was getting those carries and those were open up and he was having good games? Because Cousins could take the top off of defense and make a defense. the throw.
0: Smith can't do. So, that that's what I had here is, is what's going to happen six games in when Alex Smith hasn't thrown a ball more than 15 yards that whole time? Mm-hmm. Who Who is Jay Gruden going to blame? Who's, the Reds, who's Dan Snyder McCoy coming after?
1: There? Cole McCoy's had a good preseason game last time. He had good numbers. Colt
0: McCoy always has great, pre- yeah, Cole great preseason. Cole McCoy is like numbers. the preseason MVP every year. No, I don't think Alex Smith gets benched. I <laughs> no, just I don't think, think he just gets benched be Very either, but, woefully mediocre. But this they're year. going to be quick to throw him under the bus just like they oh, were yeah. with Cousins. And, you know, I see five or six wins out of them, yeah. especially without Darius Geis. Mm hmm. Uh, so, number three, I've got the Giants. Giants have upgraded. Um, you got Odell Beckham coming back. You've Missed got always, Sterling yeah. Shepard, who uh, should Promised be better a this year. Player. Yep. Uh, they got this guy Saquon uh, Bark Barkman Barkville Barkley Bar- Barkley. Barkley. That's it. We him. haven't heard Saquon about. him. Barkley. We haven't done Barkley. too much research about yeah. this guy yet. No. <laughs> he's apparently a really good running back. Um, Eli Manning can still be productive. I think.
1: I think Eli catches too much heat, but I'll get into that in a second.
0: It's, it, he's had a rough couple of years, I but I, it's not know, all on rough. him either. I mean, it, I. It would be difficult to play with Odell Beckham.
1: Actually, you want to know something about Eli? His numbers are just insane when Beckham's in the game. Oh, yeah. And then when he's not, like last year, you get what you get. Eli, Eli's got some gas left in the tank, I believe. And I think this year you're going to see that. you got got, um, what's the tight end? Evan Ingram. Uh, you've got Saquon uh, Barker. You go. You've got... Um, you got Odell coming back. Hopefully, he can stay healthy along with. Uh, I saw him Sterling dunk on Shepard. an eight foot rim
0: a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So you know, he's...
1: I can do three sixties on an eight foot rim. <laughs> That's he did. There's this um, big, there's this video
0: on YouTube of him like doing this three sixty dunk, and then like it zooms out a little bit, and you see the rims on like eighteen It's like yeah, that was cool, except
1: except
2: his eight foot. Like I could do that when um, I was fifteen.
1: But that defense, I mean, it's they they play well on defense. Okay, they've got uh, they've got a decent secondary. Um, lost Layman Jason Collins, Pierre-Paul. Lost Jason Pierre-Paul. I don't know well, if no, that's, that's too weird. much of a loss. Sometimes and listen, and a lot of people make too big a deal about losing those free agents or players getting traded away. Oftentimes it's addition by subtraction because of how much money they got. Sometimes with the money you spend on a guy like that, you get two or three guys, young guys in return, that develop in your program. That's what the Patriots and are good at. That's what the Patriots are very good at. Um I personally have the Giants at two. I am okay. not a believer in who you have at two, which we'll get to here in a few we'll get minutes, to that. but I could see him flip-flop,
0: too. I'd see him right around the same eight, nine wins, both teams.
1: But I will go ahead and say one thing. I think that the the Giants kind of thought, and with Pat Shermer, who's very, very good at his job, I think the Giants thought, hey, even though we were so bad last year, I think we got a shot to be competitive this year, especially on the division level. I think they think they can win 10 games this year. Yeah, I think they think they can win ten games this year, and I don't they think that that's outside could. of the, the yeah. realm of possibility either. I don't think that that is, uh, I don't think that's outlandish by any stretch of the imagination and, because yeah, when they you put it on paper, they realistically could.
0: Yeah, and so this is the first time that they've had a real running back since Tiki Barber. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been the past few years. They've been using under uh, Ben McAdoo. They've been using their short. Passing game as a
1: you know a running game
0: because they haven't had a
1: running. game. ever you ever listened to Mike Lombardi talk about Ben yes. McAdoo called the, the cheese Cheesecake Factory yeah. menu because he has got like Peterson. something of everything and he's just yeah. got this giant menu of plays.
0: Yeah, <laughs> him and Doug Peterson both and Lombardi had to take back all his bad comments of Peterson about Doug because, Peterson. Yeah. He was hammering
1: Philly last year, but he couldn't do it anymore. Yep, but um,
0: uh, uh yeah. So so it'll be interesting to see what. Eli Manning is capable of, with a real running back behind him, mm-hmm. to take some of that when pressure off gonna of him. it's going to open up, man. Yeah. They upgrade a left tackle? They can, he, you know, Saquon Barkley can catch the ball out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. He can run up the middle. He can run to the outside. He can block. He can, you know, he's a... He's, he's made, a, made out
1: of stone, by the way. Have you seen his, like, bottom half, like, his ankles? His ankles are as big as, like, Mike' thighs. And I'm not a I'm not a small person. I've been checking I'm gonna out Saquon's ankles. Lately. No, I'm just saying. I just saw him on tape. I'm just like, geez, he is just stout. And not only that, but he's just unbelievably fast. Like I yes. get why the Giants made that decision. Obviously, they had a decision to make. At number two. Well, for right now, you, I you agree. You've got a couple of years still to find your backup quarterback. I think
0: mm-hmm. with with a solid running back, Eli can make it three more years.
1: I agree with you. And and see, I'm I will never fault the uh, the Giants. Unless Barkley somehow just busts. Right. If, but, if he's
0: throwing 50 balls a game for the next three years, he's not going to make it. And yeah. he's getting sacked, you know, five times a game. He, he's not going to make it. Yeah. But but I think with Saquon back there, as long as he stays healthy and as long as he proves to be what he should be, Giants are going to be very fun. good. Yep. Yeah. So and he, I've and got Eli's them at got two. a few more years.
1: I've got them at two. You've got them at three. Who do you have? I have
0: two? Cowboys at two. But like I said, both I think both these teams are right around eight or nine wins. Um. It's it's gonna rely a lot on Zeke Elliott. They've got to get Zeke Elliott going. Dak, as we saw early last season, Dak Prescott is not enough to carry that team. Uh, no Des Bryant anymore, which that's like you said, probably addition by subtraction. Like they didn't need him; he wasn't as productive as he had been in the past. Well,
1: I'll get to that. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's quite gonna be true. Not that I'm the big big Des proponent myself, but. I'll talk about that. In I, a I
0: think with Dak, they want to do more West Coast um, short passing game. Um, Dez is not good at that. Mm-hmm. We can at no. least agree on that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do with who's there. I've got an eye on Bo Scarborough.
2: Do you? Yes. Okay. I,
0: I think he's going to make some noise this year
1: for the Dallas Cowboys. For the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. okay. So back up, out. running back coming out of Alabama. Yeah. That's a watch good backup running back to have. Yes. I mean, you're talking about a dude that never really started Alabama. That's just because they're always loaded. Right. They've got, so, f-
0: they've got four running backs all the well, time. He might
1: have started a little bit, but, you know, it's just still. They've always got, like, three or four guys that can play in the league.
0: I, I would watch for him to have an Alvin Kamara esque year. As, oh, maybe not you know that what? good,
1: but breakout. And you know what? I think that's the only way the Cowboys, in my opinion, this year are going to be competitive. And I, here's how little I think of Dallas this year. And, I, and this is not taking their offensive line, obviously great. Zeke Elliott. What a great running back. The guy mm-hmm. can, can protect, hits the hole, he's a home run hitter. He, you know, he pounded in the end zone. That's fine. i I get it. I like Dak. I like his leadership. I like the fact that he can be efficient. He doesn't mm-hmm. he doesn't try to force too much. But I don't think that receiving core I like Alan Hearns a lot. It's just that Alan that's Hearns about works. It just, Alan Hearns works when he's got another piece there. I'm not sure he's a number one. You're talking about, I'm a Miami Hurricanes I agree. fan. He's a he's a UM alumni. I want to support him, but I just don't think he's going to be a, the type of receiver that Dak Prescott is. No, needs to and, succeed. and you
0: saw it with Jacksonville last year. Like, as soon as Robinson went down, Hearns had, you know, two or three good games,
1: and uh, he just also got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't.
0: He didn't have a great year last year when he was in there to be their number one option. But
1: to go back to your Scarborough point, it's going to take him and Elliott doing Ingram-Kamara-type things for them to be good. For them to be on that Mm -hmm. Saints level where they can push for the playoffs and get deep into the playoffs. Otherwise, here's how little I think of them. If Kirk Cousins was still a Redskin, Dallas finishes fourth in this division. That's... That's why I don't think I'm just in this division right here. You're going to have him going against. New I don't York agree with you only twice. because Darius Geis is out. The, okay, but, okay. Let's hypothetically throw him in there too. Me. Yeah, that, all then cards I think on the, the table Skins are probably a step above. I mean, the you're talking. I think they go 0 and 4 against Philly and New York this year. That's just my point of view. I think they probably split with New York. New York's always
0: New York's always a tough matchup. Mm -hmm. It's it's like it's like when the Gators play the Bulldogs, like except for last year, you're always going to get a good game for the most part, even though talent may not be equivalent. You're still going to get a good game because everybody gets up for it. That's kind of what happens with New York Dallas. Usually prime time games. Yeah, I
1: see what you're saying, but I just I just don't see offensive flair right now. I hope for the Cowboys fans' sake that Scarborough does. Generate some some buzz and can get Zeke some some rest so he doesn't put <laughs> so they don't 30K, yeah so which you know to be honest with you to squeak out some games that's kind of the approach they're going to need to take
0: well yeah and they want to they want to do this spread short passing type thing you've got two two running backs that can play that type of ball you know you can you can split Bo Scarborough out in the slot and have Zeke Elliott in the backfield or vice versa and do
1: interesting things with them. <laughs> If that's what you want to go for. I, I, was I think it was one of the Ringer NFL show. And like, who was it? it uh, Cole Beasley was quoted uh, Beasley. quoted in the media. And one of them just go, wait a minute. We're actually talking about Cole Beasley <laughs> in an NFL podcast right now. Is this how far they've fallen at receiver? We didn't in touch Dallas? Cole Beasley here today. <laughs> well, I did. I brought <laughs> him up. But seriously, when that's the case... You might have an issue. Trust me, I know as a Bears fan last year watching Kendall Wright. Uh, and hey, wait, boy I Kevin forget White, anybody else that was that, on that team. In
0: that Madden game, your boy Kevin White had like six catches. He did not get take, injured.
1: That's because they don't take the fact that he's glass into effect. <laughs> he okay? did not get injured. <laughs> that's a surprise.
0: So, number one in the NFC East. Number two in the NFC Conference, probably the Philadelphia
1: Eagles. Well, I don't see them going downhill as long as Wentz is healthy. Yeah, no. I mean, say what you want about Foles and the amazing job he did in in, in backup duty last year, but I don't think he's sustains that if it's needed.
0: So Wentz is one of those guys I would put over Aaron Rodgers, that I would pick over Aaron Rodgers. Right. And um, it's not even an I don't know if to... I do that
1: now, maybe one or two years down the road after some more... Cons- after doing what he was doing last year, mm-hmm. yes, I can see making that decision last year. Or next year, I mean. Uh, so.
0: They upgraded their D-line. They're, they're running backs. And how do they
1: upgrade their D line?
0: I don't remember, but I wrote down they upgraded D line. So <laughs> wait, I read, Wait, I, wait,
1: Michael Bennett is an upgrade?
0: He's not a downgrade. He's just a
1: guy now. I, I'm sorry. We'll I, I don't have any I don't not any respect of the for Mike. No, I'm not. Anyway. I'm just I'm always gonna unjustifiably disparage them.
0: <laughs> Google Google the uh off season defensive line moves for the Eagles. <laughs> I didn't actually write them in my notes, but I did I was looking at all the moves that the NFC teams made and wrote that down. So I felt at the time, two weeks ago, when I was doing research that they upgraded their D line um, running backs, you know, they've got a great stable guys, no real number one guy, but you know, enough to, to keep people moving and it's just keep, not a necessity defenses. in today's no. NFL. And and the way they run their offense, it will keep the defenses guessing. Exactly. It doesn't matter who's in there. Cause the can catch the ball or run the ball. Uh, Chris Clement, Corey Clement can catch the ball or run the ball. Um, Darren Sproles, You're probably not running out the middle with him, but not at all. Still, uh, still Still productive at what he does. Um, You know, it's it's going to be a lot of the same as last year.
2: Alshon Jeffrey might miss a week or two in
1: the start of the year, but he's going to come back strong. Um, Uh, Yeah, so I mean, this this is just a very good roster, top to bottom. Uh, Bennett hate aside, but this is a very good defense too. And you can't forget, like, hey, they're the champs until they get dethroned. I think I, I don't think. They didn't really lose anything. Is no. my point. They didn't really lose anything of note. So They also tackle the
0: Bucks signed uh one to detackle. I can't have it. it's probably prime my Bucks notes, but okay. Yeah. So uh, like I said, they I didn't really lose anything of, of
1: note. So I think until somebody dethrones them, I don't think you can take them off the top.
0: No. And and the the only thing that I have above them right now is the Vikings because the Vikings upgraded. The Eagles stayed the same. The Vikings upgraded.
1: Yes. So yes. uh you?
0: I, I see them, like we said, when we are talking Vikings, NFC they're going to fall one and two. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, there's not much to say on the Eagles because the Eagles are going to be much the same as they were last year, and
1: it should be exciting to watch. Agreed. Agreed. So Eagles win the East, but get a bye week. They get a bye week. Vinny uh, Curry, the
2: that's who they lost.
1: Oh, okay. Vinny Curry. Yep, yeah, that's a good player, but still, yeah, we'll find yeah. other guys.
0: Yeah. Uh, NFC South you got number 4.
1: NMC South um I got the Bucks finishing 4th and I think that, you know, and here's the thing, usually I wouldn't be quite so upset, but it's a quarterback missing the first 3 games. So that's what
0: I was going to ask what was his that final decision. It's
1: 3 games. It was 3 games and this is how you know that he conceded and didn't want to fight the charges is because he negotiated the 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 sexual assault or sexual, you know, that kind of stuff in the league is Six games. No questions asked. Supposed to be. He negotiated this down. Mainly because this was two and a half years ago that this happened, apparently. Mm. I I could be wrong on the dates, but it was a long, long time ago. It was
0: because I remember it coming up when it first happened. Mm -hmm. I remember hearing about he assaulted or made a pass at an Uber driver and it was in the it was around draft
1: time. He did exactly what he Right chanted on a on a bench in the middle of the common area at Florida State.
0: Right. I I remember it happening and it came out around the draft time and everybody just hand-waved it. Yeah, at the time. And and then when it came back I was like didn't this already happen and I didn't hear anybody talking about we already heard about this. Right. I don't know why nobody was talking about it in and out of the news cycle like three different times. Yes, but I remember hearing about. I distinctly remember hearing about Mm -hmm. it, and that was when the NFL had issues of what their policy actually was, Mm -hmm. and if there wasn't uh, an actual charge with the police made, so it it all just kind of got swept under the rug and hand waved,
1: and now it came back to bite them in the ass. Well, this is this is the whole thing. Like the NFL had to do something, but in that case, they. They, this investigation had gone on for so long. They was just like, alright, we're willing to negotiate this down. If you just stop fighting it, it's going to be three instead of six. And so the fact that the, the those first three games are so tough to begin with, they're going to start the year 0-3. I don't care what anybody says. And so they're back, they got um, an impossible um, mountain to climb back King from. Patrick there still. Yeah. So. Uh,
0: they, yeah, I said maybe they get to six wins. Um, it's going to be rough with everything going around Winston. They did make upgrades to... Their defense, they mm-hmm. got JPP, they got Vinnie Curry, uh, Vita Vea. offense is the best. With, when you don't have a quarterback best. who is consistent, same thing we talked about with the Vikings last year, and this is much more turmoil-inducing that, like... Mike Evans Vi- has to be thinking, Vikings, what am I still doing here? Yeah, the, the Vikings had injuries at quarterback, and that's hard to deal with, but when your quarterback brings it upon himself every time, and it's non-injury-related, like, it, you... I, I feel bad for Mike Evans. I feel bad for O.J. Howard. Like mm-hmm. these guys should be
1: dominant. I mean, those are these two very good These guys should, very should good be tight
0: very, very dominant. Mike Evans should be the best receiver in the league. He's huge. Mm-hmm. Johnny Manziel made him look like he was Jerry Rice.
2: Or Mike Evans or made Mike Johnny Manziel <laughs> look like it. I I actually agree with that one.
0: Um Mike Evans made Johnny Manziel look very, very good, good at yeah. Texas State yeah. because you would see it. Manzello just run around in circles for 10 the seconds, the and then he'd just chuck it up, and Evans is just there, bigger, stronger than everyone else. And Winston, even when Winston's playing, he can't get the ball close to Mike Evans. Nope. It sails over his head or falls at his feet. Like, Evans has got to move on, or the Bucks have got to move on. There are like,
1: some serious maturity issues with Jameis Winston. He started to come out last year before the suspension. Like, there's there was a meme going on, I guess, and with him what, eating wins? No, with him eating the wins, and you could see Deshaun Jackson in the background just kind of give him this weird look. Like, what the hell is he talking about? Like, what is he doing right now? Like, sorry, the days of old Jabu wins have got to be over, and he's got to come back and be that, be the leader that the Bucks need him to be and not be that weirdo in the yeah. locker room. Because I just think right now, if you had to use one word to describe Jameis Winston off the field, it's weird. Yeah. It's weird. He's very talented, and he's got a lot of upside still, I think, in this league. But he, he, he still has so much growing up to do, as smart as he is. He's just weird.
0: Well, So this is what I thought when this charge resurfaced, is there was a lot of talk of the Bucks just need to move, especially on the local radio here in South Florida, where they cover the Bucks a lot. Mm-hmm. It was the Bucks just need to move on. Cut ties, cut them, move on.
1: It's hard to do right now. It's
0: hard to do because Ryan Fitzpatrick's your backup, which you know he's okay for a year. But what do you do next year? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, that got me thinking of where would be a good place for James Winston, and it would be a good place for him to go somewhere where he wouldn't start. Somewhere like the Giants would be good for him. Let him sit behind somebody who is a I don't natural know leader I don't want like to Eli. Be anywhere
1: Nair. near New York.
0: Well. <laughs> That part of it would be bad, but the Giants team, I thought, would be like a good fit as him sitting as a backup behind Eli Manning for two or three years as Eli transitions out of the league. Right. Uh, New York would be dangerous for him, yes. Denver maybe. Um, Denver would be tough because they don't have somebody to kind of lead the way for him. And this is the same thing with Teddy Bridgewater, who the Jets are starting to Shop. take take interest on for... Um, trades. For trades. Uh, there's There's a lot of teams that could use... A solid quarterback like that.
1: Oh, and, and that's I completely agree. I think one that's been brought up is Miami, but if Miami. I I've often contended like listen, Dolphins, just take it on the chin for the next two years, stack your cap room, stack your draft picks, trade some key trade some pieces away, start stacking them all up. Don't don't buy into the Bridgewater stuff. Okay, he's a good dude, he's a good talent, but I wouldn't be selling the farm or selling picks to the Jets especially in division for that team, you know, or for that, I'm sorry, for that quarterback who hasn't played in two years. Let's not forget that. Yes. We want Teddy Bridgewater to be good because he's a good guy. He's a good player. And he had so much in front of him when he got hurt. But the fact of the matter is he still hasn't played in two years. If I'm the dolphins, sorry, I'm not, I'm just going to take it on the chin for the next two seasons and play for 2020. That's my thing on the Dolphins. Here's where Winston needs to go. Hmm. Bengals. Just no, nothing middle, going on in Cincinnati. Closer to Kentucky than anything else. Yeah. So anyway. Nothing
0: going on in Cincinnati. You got Andy Dalton there. You can mm-hmm.
1: suffer with him for a few years and then, then
0: bring Winston along.
1: Uh you got number three, we agree on this. Yeah. Is the Carolina Panthers. Uh the Carolina Panthers, not a playoff team to me this year. No. Um they did draft DJ Moore to kind of try to upgrade that receiver position. Devin Funch is still in my eyes, while a big target and he did succeed a lot last year, just not not the dude that they need him no. to be, Christian McCaffrey. Jesus, how many times did Cam Newton just miss an open Christian McCaffrey well, yeah. last year? Yeah, and especially for scoring opportunities, like Cam, for all his, for well, all Kelvin his Benjamin talents, was throwing got some... him under
0: the bus last week.
1: Okay, I don't have a problem with people throwing Cam Newton under the bus. I think that in a lot of cases, Cam deserves that. It's just the fact that it was Kelvin Benjamin right. throwing him <laughs> under the bus. Like you're talking about a dude that's He's had weight problems it, yeah. and being in shape problems in the league. And that's sorry. that's Cam Newton's fault. Calvin somehow. Benjamin is a very talented player, but uh, yeah, sorry, don't throw stones if you live in a uh, glass house. So
0: yeah, they brought in Torrey Smith, which it's not an upgrade or a downgrade, but it, it's it's more stable than Ken, Calvin Benjamin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not going to come in 250 pounds. You know, he's yeah. he's you know what you're getting with Torrey Smith. He's a good player. He can catch the ball. It'll be you know they'll have a good year. It'll rely you know they brought in C.J. Anderson too. Uh, that will. I think that's an upgrade from Jonathan Stewart and what Jonathan Stewart's been
1: for the past few years. Isn't Jonathan Stewart, like forty, he
0: seems like he is, but he's really <laughs> like thirty-three. He's he's been a
1: very good back for a long time. Um, you know? But yeah, he
0: he's on a downhill and he has been for a few years. I mean, he once you hit thirty as a running back, that's when you start to decline. Um, so bringing in C.J. Anderson to shore up your running game helps a little bit, but it it's not going to be enough to go above the top two teams in this division. I don't know why I keep calling it a conference, but it's a
1: division. (laughs) So Carolina, I think they're a seven and nine kind of team, you know, in that range, that mediocre range, where, you know, Cam's gonna come out one week and have a just this week that makes you feel great to own him in fantasy football and then he's gonna have one of those weeks where he can't hit can't he can't hit a guy in the flat. Christian McCaffrey
0: is the same way because like you said, it relies on a lot of if Cam Newton can actually get on the ball.
1: McCaffrey from a fantasy standpoint is effective because regardless of if he gets in the end zone or not, he's almost a dude that's kind of guaranteed to have between ninety and hundred and twenty yards in total six, offense. Six,
0: seven catches at least, you know. Exactly.
1: PPR league he's very valuable, regardless of what you think of the oh, rest yeah, of the He was
0: on my squad so, last year. Um
1: my second place team differs from yours. Ooh, um and you're wrong. Uh, okay, we'll we'll see. But um and this is no disrespect because this is how good I think these teams are. One A, one B. Yeah, and so we've we've got the other one. Yeah, at the Yeah, it's flipped, and so I think the New Orleans Saints are my number two team. And Do you so, see what it
0: says here, right there? What's that say?
1: That says Alvin Kamara, and then and then
0: what's that's point A, and what's point D say?
1: Alvin Kamara. Yeah, that, that's I all am the a Saints. Very need. very big Alvin Kamara fan. I took him. I drafted him in my standard league last year. I waited till like week four. When the Saints finally got, they traded away Adrian Peterson. They stopped at that experiment. And all of a sudden, Kamara just started I mean, bowling people. Everybody. Everybody's
0: so scared of Kamara. Because like, I'm on uh, the Reddit fantasy football board. And everybody's like, oh, I don't know about Kamara. Because once Ingram comes back, he's going to lose a lot of he his shit. He played all last
1: year and he had a great year.
0: <laughs> and he's going to have four games to be the man who is just going to dominate. Mark Ingram, and, and then they have a bye week in week six. So, Mark Ingram gets one game in the first six weeks. Mm-hmm. You don't think he's going to lose a little bit of his share? I, I don't know, and I'm just saying, obviously, they want to go. for go. Alvin Kamara. Stay away from Mark Ingram. I, don't take Mark Ingram. If Mark Ingram
1: falls into, like, the 10th round of the draft, I'm going to take him.
0: Take Mark Ingram with your last pick of the draft if he's available.
1: <laughs> That's it. Anyway, well, I'm not talking not fantasy too much. I'm talking too much fantasy. Um, I'm just pumped for fantasy football, if you can yeah, tell. we got a draft but, in two weeks. Um, well, point being days. is, Breeze, breeze is going to be Breeze. Michael Thomas is going to be Michael Thomas. Rashawn Lattimore is going to be, breeze be breeze you know. Dies, just like we said about Philip Rivers last week. I just think Atlanta is well, going to be a little Atlanta's better. I, that's, you know what I'm talking about. Though. So I think the Saints, I don't have too much to say other than they're going to be good. They're going to make the playoffs. But I just think so, that.
0: I think the difference here is I think the saints defense is better than the Falcons' defense,
1: okay, that's fair that's perfectly um, fine.
0: and so i th- I think the saints and the Falcons are both going to put up points mm-hmm. because they both can put up points.
1: I think the saints I think the will, edge is with the defense
0: the I think the saints will be able to stop people
1: more often than the Falcons okay that's good that's that's uh... That's a fair point. I acknowledge that. <laughs> They're not
0: gonna be able to stop people a lot because when you're scoring as much as the Saints and the Falcons do, you tend to let up a lot of points because your defense gets tired. <laughs> but I think the defense is a little bit better. Good. Okay. So now we can talk about the Falcons who are my wild card pick, but you're number one in the NFC
1: South. Mm-hmm. Um Yes. Atlanta, I mean you got Matty Ice. Julio you know, obviously is, you know, as long as he's healthy, you still have the tandem of uh, Freeman and Coleman. Uh, their offensive line is still just as stout as it has mm-hmm. been to allow those weapons to succeed in the passing game as well as in the running game. Uh, another addition and another addition to the receiving core in Calvin Ridley. And a lot of people look at this as a negative. I see this as a positive, especially a team that wins that wants to win right now.
2: Mm-hmm. You need
1: a mature guy, and I think that's why they kind of went and grabbed a Calvin Ridley, and that he fell all the way to them. Mm-hmm. I necessarily didn't want him for my Bears. He doesn't fit with your Bears. But he's... What? He doesn't fit with the Bears. He doesn't fit there. He's going to be a great little number two slash three. I think think he's going to be
0: number one by the end of the year. They all...
1: I I think... Over Julio? In targets.
0: They started going away from Julio last year. Sanu was much... Not much more productive. Also helped
1: me win more games last year. (laughs) Yes,
0: Sanu was very, very productive towards the end of the year. Calvin Ridley is better than Sanu. Yes, I
1: agree. And
0: Julio, like they're they are stepping. Julio has foot and ankle injuries almost every week. Mm -hmm. He he's been on my fantasy team for three years, and I have lived and died with him. Right. He's he's declining, and I think this is an opportunity for someone like Calvin Ridley to come in.
1: I think he's still two, three years him. away from a true decline. Health issues, I agree with. He's got these little weird foot issues, kind of like Sammy Watkins has. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, obviously the they're are little, tall, lanky people, uh, and he's not like he's just a big, fast dude, right? You know, and so that's gonna happen with a lot of these guys. But I think if everybody's healthy, all things on the table, let's just be hypothetical here. Let's look at what we have. Calvin Ridley's a mature, twenty-three-year-old rookie who played in a mature program. At Alabama, Same one that Julio played in. exactly. So I think that that's a great one Probably has two. a good Sanu relationship with Julio. Is going to benefit as well. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that offense is a little bit more explosive than the Saints' offense. So, so that's where my edge with Atlanta and New Orleans. Okay,
0: comes in. I got that. And here's here's what I'm saying about Calvin Ridley over Julio Jones. If you're in a fantasy league, hot take. No, no, no. <laughs> I would take Calvin Ridley over Julio Jones. Not. If you've got the number 7 pick, take Calvin Ridley, don't take Julio Jones. I would not take Julio Jones with the number 7 pick. Take somebody else who's available, and then wait until 6th or 7th round and take Ridley. I think, as a fantasy player, Calvin Ridley will be more productive in weeks 10 through 16 than Julio Jones.
1: I don't disagree with that. I think think that is a logical way to put
0: that. I I would not go after Julio Jones... Early in the draft, I would wait and get Calvin Ridley sometime later, maybe a round or two before his ADP,
1: to make sure you get him. All right. So, I've got Atlanta winning the division. You've got New Orleans winning the division. We both have both teams making the playoffs. Correct. So, that puts me at Eagles... That puts me at Vikings. Vikings, Eagles. Packers and Saints are my wild yep. cards. And the Falcons. I've only got one playoff slot left. And you're not going to like I've it. I've got two playoff You're not going to like who's going to miss the playoffs well, coming out of I the West know. this year. So, I'm going to let you go ahead. You can name your number four All team, right. your last place team in the NFC. I got NFC the Seahawks in number four. I'm sorry to do this to you. I know your boy Pete Carroll. Mm-hmm. I love, love
0: Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Uh... This is a team that's been going through weird turmoil for the last three seasons. Like, Uncomfortable,
2: isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Just just
0: this internal... Ever, ever since Marshawn Lynch was not handed the ball, everybody has an opinion.
2: Oh, yeah. And, that is true. And
0: as my my old high school football coach used to say, opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one, and they all stink. They all stink. So, it, it just... They have not meshed. And... Part of that was the personalities on the defense, Michael Bennett, Richard Sherman. These guys were speaking out of turn in the offense's eyes, and the other vice versa. The, offense, the offensive players were speaking out of turn in the defensive eyes. Those defensive people aren't there anymore. Mm-hmm. So it will be interesting to see if this team can remesh. However, this all just happened this offseason. That's going to be a tough thing to do for right. them um you know Russell Wilson it's gonna all be on Russell Wilson there's still a lot of question marks at running back uh they lost Paul Richardson they lost Jermaine Curse i guess they lost him last year they
1: lost him last year um
0: so it it's going to be interesting to see what Russell
1: Wilson can do because it's all on him okay um i'm i'm going to flip it and say i think the Seahawks are 3 in that division. Okay. And, and here's the thing. Cardinals are probably four in your mind. And right. we we'll about yeah. Cardinals well, next. Yeah. So, here's my logic behind that. A couple of years back, even when they were in that little Super Bowl potential dynasty mm-hmm. era of theirs, um, you had the, the defensive players on that team, the Bennets, the Shermans, you know, whoever you wanted to throw out there, kind of starting to call out Russell Wilson for... Right. Just the way he would portray himself off the field, and kind, it was kind so of unfair. Big, yeah. Because it's just like, why, are you, why are you so? I think it he's was just too jealousy. Wholesome. Yeah, he's too. That's just jealousy because the man has more endorsements than you, even though he was only making six hundred grand at the time. I mean, don't be mad because the guy's got Microsoft, Nike, and Pepsi all lined up. I don't know if Pepsi was one, but still, you get my point. Don't be I mad at the guy this because hat. everyone I don't like this weird half
2: row. Yeah, it's weird. But anyway,
1: my point is, is like, don't be mad at the guy because everybody loves him and he's wholesome and he's also very, very good.
0: And he also is engaged to Sierra, so. Who's super gorgeous. Anyway,
1: point being is, they got rid of those guys. I'm a big Richard Sherman proponent, although I I don't, although I don't necessarily like him, I didn't like him, like, criticizing his own teammates, that kind of thing. he keep that in house. Be, yeah, be it, intelligent, be logical with your criticisms, but just don't do it in the media. In my mind, it you know? seemed like
0: the defensive players who were outspoken were overstepping their bounds a little bit.
1: I completely agree with um,
0: that. The, the offensive players and coaching staff were not as outspoken in
1: the media. And I want to say... So
0: that created that turmoil inside. Yeah.
1: And I want to say, being outspoken means talking about your own team. Right. I don't care about a guy having a political point. No, I mean, no, no, no. Yeah, We're not here to talk about that. I'm talking
0: about calling out Russell Wilson, calling yeah. out Pete Carroll for not running the ball two years ago in a Super Bowl that's over. Letting that hang yeah. in the locker room for two years. They definitely let that hang.
1: So I think they made the right Lynch decision. still letting it hang. Yeah, so they made the right decision by getting rid of some of these more, mm-hmm. you know, anti-team vocal, vocal people, yeah. people. This is Russell Wilson's team. And the, and here's the thing. You kept talking about Wilson. Wilson is the reason Seattle is better in my mind than Arizona because he's the, he's a quarterback. He's also, I would say, in my opinion, aside from, Rogers, Rodgers. aside from Rogers. Aside from Rodgers, the most dynamic quarterback mm-hmm. in the league, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I know you don't care for him that much, but my No, point no, no, is, I, I, no, I'm talking about oh, Rogers. Rogers
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Aside from Rogers, in my opinion, the most dynamic quarterback in the league. That's why he's capable of winning games almost on his own. And, and he's going to have to. He's going to have to. And this is not to say that they've got a bunch of chumps on the defensive side of the ball, either. They're not as good as they were. But you forget, Pete Carroll is a defensive head yeah. coach. Defensive-minded first. This is, you know, obviously a coaching staff that has had a lot of turnover in years past. Yes, this is a rebuilding year. This isn't a seller year, in my opinion, for the Seahawks.
0: I don't think it's going to be a seller. But I, I think they're going to be fighting with the Cardinals for that bottom spot. I don't right. think they're going to have three wins. No, they're not be really that bad. Um, no,
1: six, seven, but, so and six then, wins if they just hit a rough patch. Right. People get hurt. Seven wins at worst, in my opinion.
0: And so here's here's what I think about Cardinals and why I have them above the Seahawks. Like you said, Wilson is going to have to win games on his own, and I said it too. The with the Cardinals, whoever their quarterback is, mm-hmm. is not going to have to win games on their own. There is a supporting cast there. Larry Fitzgerald is going. To get a hundred catches and a thousand yards every season until he's dead. I don't Feta think Johnson. he catches a
1: hundred and gets a thousand this year. I think you know, with his slot role, the way Fitzgerald has kind of reemerged, you're going to start to see him take that step back eventually. I think he's a seventy catch guy for eight fifty, maybe you know seven eight touchdowns in a good year, but and that's solid. Oh yeah, that, yeah. you could that you could take that to the bank. I don't know if he's 100 for 1,000, but, you know, like I, I know where you're coming from.
0: Yeah. Exaggerating for effect a little <laughs> bit here. But um, David Johnson is the best or the second or third best back in the league as long as he comes back healthy. Agreed. Uh, offensive line is solid. Defense is still one of the better defensive units in the league. You got Chandler Jones. You got Patrick Peterson. Dion Buchanan. Okay. Are you disagreeing or are you thinking?
1: A little of both. I mean, I I just, you know, Patrick Peterson is kind of getting up there and you're starting to, I think I've heard in different places and different, you know, that he's kind of wondering, all right, when do I get to get out of my contract and start, you know, maybe cash in one more time and go for a championship. You know, I don't think Peterson thinks that that he can accomplish all that in Arizona in years to come. So I'm just, that's all I'm saying is that I I just think that some of those guys might be looking around.
0: They let the Honey Badger go hmm. in free agency, you know, so they, they may take a step back on defense, but it's still a very good defense. Um, and then you got Sam Bradford or Rosen as quarterback who I think either one can be productive enough. If you run a Blake Bortles esque offense hmm. can be productive enough to win games with Sam Bradford. They're definitely going to run a Blake Bortles esque offense because he doesn't throw in completions because he doesn't know how to, and he doesn't want to. And then I think if you, if you eventually Bring Rosen in. I have him starting in week four.
1: Okay.
0: Um, if you eventually bring him in and you bring Even him if along if Bradford's slowly, healthy?
2: Yes.
1: At twenty million a year, you're gonna let Bradford sit on the bench for I would for twelve games? Twenty million dollars. <laughs> I would. How many people have made more money than Sam Bradford in the league? Jesus. <laughs> and and
0: played less games? Yeah, right. I I would because I think Rosen I think if you bring him along slowly, he can give you what you need. Oh, I love Josh I,
1: Rosen. I've made that
2: perfectly um, clear but I don't I, know if he's ready quite yet. And
0: I, and I think the the Cardinals will have a slow start. I think they're going to have a rough time in their first couple of weeks finding their footing with Sam Bradford and David Johnson coming back from injury. So I think it'll be time. Fans will be asking for a change. They want their guy they drafted high. So you bring him in, you bring him along slowly. It's not going to be enough to, to topple either of the top two teams though.
1: Okay. I know I, I get where you're coming from. That's those are very strong points. I just think, uh, Coaching is also, you know, experience on the coaching staff is also going to be something that I view as superior to Arizona. But anyway, moving on a little bit, um, you have...
0: I've got the Rams at number
1: two. Okay. And this
0: might be a little Homer pick for my chosen team this year. Um, But honestly, I I think... So with, with both, let's call it tiers, both tiers in the NFC West, I think the teams will be right even. I think the Seahawks and Cardinals are gonna be in that six to eight win range, both of them. And I think the Rams and the Forty ers are both gonna be in a ten to twelve win win range. Mm-hmm. Um Oof,
2: really? Yeah. Okay.
0: So I want Rams at number two. Uh, they got great defense. They added Don Kinsu, they added Marcus Peters, they added a keep to leave. Anybody anybody that was
1: worth <laughs> a a crap on defense, they went out.
0: Yeah. Uh Todd Gurley is I have a beast. Is that accurate? That
1: beast is a, is a strong word, and it's accurate.
0: Okay, okay yep. I so love they got Gurley. Gurley. I can't get Goff, enough of Tiger. Gurley. Jared Goff actually showed that he's a capable quarterback once he had a capable coach last year. Um, um, you know, they made some moves at wide receiver that are going to be interesting. They brought in Brandon Cooks. They let go Sammy Watkins. Uh, they let go Tavon Austin, finally. Like, he's he's needed to be gone for, like, 12 years.
1: Oh. I'll still say it to this day. That deal they gave him in the middle of a Hard Knocks episode. What was it was at four years, 40 million. I mean, just, I looked at that. I'm like, what in the hell are you doing? I said that in the <laughs> moment watching it live. That's Jeff Fisher,
0: man. So, yeah, letting him finally move on is, is a good thing. Like, they don't need him there anymore. Um, I, I had a very long argument with somebody on Reddit the other day about Brandon Cook's potential. I don't think he's going to have a great year. I don't think he's going to have a bad year, but it was around, you know, where should I draft him in a fantasy league? And I, and I said I would stay away from him drafting my team. I'm not going to take Brandon Cooks. I see him having like maybe three good games throughout the year and then kind of tailing off. Goff likes Robert Woods. He already kind of chose Robert Woods as the number one option last year um, over Sammy Watkins, who is probably more talented. Uh, he likes. He has a good relationship with Cooper Cup already, and Todd Gurley is going to Todd Gurley. Uh, in my personal opinion, I would stay away from Brandon Cooks if you're in a fantasy draft because I don't think he's going to have, from a fantasy standpoint, a good year. That doesn't mean he's not going to be productive and an important part of the team because he can do things that other players can't do. He can spread the field. He can take the top off, but I wouldn't rely on that on my fantasy team.
1: I've got the Rams winning this division. I I just think off a talent standpoint, up and down this roster, assuming, like I've always said in this podcast, cards on the table, everybody's staying healthy. Mm -hmm. This, the talent level on this roster, I mean, it's kind of, it's, it's NFC championship or bust for this squad. Yeah. And, you know, you know, you mentioned all the weapons. I don't need to go off and and rename all those, but I will expound on your, I will expound on your Brandon Cook's point. Um, I heard this, and I just thought about it. I'm like, wait, what? Three different teams have invested first-round picks for Brandon Cooks. Mm-hmm. Three different teams in five years. The man's been in the league five years, and three different teams have spent first-round picks on Brandon he Cooks. He did not help
0: the Patriots win a Super Bowl last year.
1: No. So I mean, he helped get them there, but
0: he didn't help them win.
1: And I'm not saying that as like some sort of badge of honor. That's how weird the Brandon Cooks situation is, is that he's played for three different teams— but he's also commanding a heavy price. Now, his time in New Orleans was very efficient. He was very good. Um, his time in New England was a little overrated. And in L.A., we'll see what happens. He's very but
0: enticing to teams even, for some reason.
1: Even people close to the Rams are saying, Robert Woods is still the number one, quote-unquote, he receiver. He's the guy that Jared Goff wants
2: to throw the ball Exactly.
1: To. And Brandon Cooks is the guy that take the top off the defense. That's what he is. That's what he's designed to be. I just don't think he's a dude that surpasses 75 catches. I think that 75 catches could get him a thousand yards because of the type of weapon he is, but he's going to need to rely heavily on the deep ball to be a mm. productive fantasy receiver. But that also says I'm—we're not talking fantasy right now. That, that Brandon can, Cooks is a Brandon Cooks is a solid number two receiver, and that takes a safety away from exactly. the middle of the field
0: if he's blowing the top off. It it Talks, takes can, safeties he, out of the box for he Todd can Gurley. Help the team mm-hmm. even if he's not. A top fantasy guy, like this guy was arguing with me on Reddit that he's going to be a top ten fantasy guy by the end of the year, and it, it's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but he can help the Rams win games. And you know, I in my notes I have what does Brandon Cooks give you that Sammy Watkins didn't? Besides maybe health, because Sammy Watkins has the foot issues like mm-hmm. we've talked about. Sammy Watkins can take the top off. He he can catch the ball, and he wasn't productive
1: in. L.A. last year. Yeah. In L.A., you know, you can make the point that he was kind of made into more of a decoy, even though, I mean, the guy caught eight touchdowns last year. Right. Even though he only had, like, a, something around 40 It's hard catches. to start him on your fantasy team because yeah. you didn't know when those touchdowns were. I want to. Yeah. I want to so bad, but I can't. But anyway, it's just, uh, I, th- I got the Rams winning the division. You've got them finishing number as two, the Number two As, as the
0: welcome. wild card, as my second wild card pick, um, number one, I got my boy Jimmy Jesus and the mm-hmm. 49ers. Um... You know, I made kind of a joke about this, but I do really think they have a chance to win the division. Um, That being said, I can also see where you're coming from in that the Rams are the favorite and should be the favorite to win the division. Um, Their defense is upgraded. Garoppolo hasn't lost a start yet
1: impressive <laughs> uh
0: and i mean those were real games he played in in new england and in san francisco yeah, last real year real games the the teams he was playing against at the end of the season for san francisco were still vying for playoff spots and things like that so it wasn't you know he wasn't playing the jets
1: every week last well, year well not only that i think what were the 49ers somewhere around last if not dead last in the league in passing uh, mm-hmm. in passing yards per game overall passing performance And I believe they finished, in those five games that Garoppolo started, they were top ten in the NFL. He earned Marquise
0: Marquise Godwin a huge contract Yes, for Marquise Godwin. Um, They got the two-headed Georgia Southern monster in the backfield, who are both currently injured. uh, But looking for week one. They'll be back. Um, They can both catch the ball, and they can both do interesting things in a Kyle Shanahan offense, I think. I agree. Um, That was... In in Atlanta, the things that Atlanta did with Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman, big part of that is Kyle Shanahan. So it will be interesting to see what he can do with somebody like Derek McKinnon and Matt Rita.
1: <laughs> yes, I, I think that those are two very good additions to their team. And that's gonna make that you know that's gonna make Garoppolo a lot more comfortable as well. Um because I do think, you know all right, Goodwin, Godwin Godwin it's Godwin. All right, so Godwin good I, he's, he's not he's a guy a I'm looking to draft yeah. in a in a fantasy league or anything late, like that. Late rounder, not because Garoppolo's one. got a relationship. Pierre Garcon with him. can piss off. I mean, as far as a you know drafting a fantasy, I have no doubt he's, that he's, he's good enough. He's to be stable, where he is right yeah, now. He's
0: going to be a stable presence for Garoppolo. But but if he for needs fantasy, a catch, you just piss off, dude. If, anyway, if Garoppolo needs a catch; he can go to Garcon.
1: <laughs> However, I just I think that there are still not enough, and jeez I, I hope I'm wrong because they were fun to watch last year and these Rams 49ers games hey listen if i'm Garoppolo and i got to sit there and look across the line at sue donald uh peters talib Joyner, you know all that you know i'm just sitting there i'm like okay Literally every my rams works defense. cut out for me this is this is the reason why i think the rams are better on defense and from a talent standpoint than the 49ers are on offense even with as a guy as talented um uh, as Jimmy Garoppolo. So I think and that I, I don't just disagree. not this year yet. Like I Jimmy said, G.
0: this was kind of my homer pick as the 49ers are my team that I have chosen to ride for this year. Mm-hmm. Um if if people listen to us, I don't really have a team like a hometown team that I go back to every year. I just kind of take it as it goes every year. Uh so this year the 49ers and the Texans are my my squads that I'm fun running to watch for. watch teams. Got, yep. that's all you can ask for is a that, And for that's what I like. I like, I like so, the 49ers don't fill this, but the, the Texans do. I like good, fast defenses mm-hmm. and good quarterbacks. So, oh, yeah. 49ers and Texans both fill the good quarterbacks, and the Texans at least give me the good, fast defense. I like watching. Gotcha. Uh 49ers could. It'll be interesting. Um, but I, I think, like you're saying with playing against all those guys in the Rams, with McKinnon and Breda. They're going to look to use those guys in the passing game a lot. I have said, make Garoppolo um, more comfortable yeah, in situations like that. Because that, that so. they're not, you know, they're not head down runners, but they can do very dangerous things if you get them out on a screen pass or out around the edge on a, you know, a swing pass of some sort. Right. Um, so it'll be, it'll be very interesting to watch San Francisco. I think both these teams make the playoffs, um the 49ers and the Rams in
1: some direction. I've got the 49ers finishing like the seventh team in the NFC, just right there, right outside. there. It's either going to be the 49ers or the Packers. Yeah. I chose the lean Packers because I'm just going to go with Rodgers and I'm just going to go with the fact that he gets to play the Bears twice, you know, it's and, not going to be the Redskins and so. he gets to play the Lions twice, you know. But I mean, it's just, I'm sorry, it's just that's just the way I feel right now. I could be wrong. In all honesty, it'd probably be more fun if Garoppolo was in the playoffs, just watching the new guy kind of take over. Yeah. But I always like watching Rodgers in a playoff setting, and anyway. So I,
0: Kyle Shanahan is—he's going to be in in the next three years. He's going to—he's going to be one of the best coaches, if not the best
1: coach in, in the, league. the league. Which is why uh, Belichick kind of did him that favor of dealing him for a second yeah. round, dealing Garoppolo for a mere second rounder when I think other teams were offering first, maybe multiple picks yeah. for for Garoppolo's services. So.
0: So my my playoff teams are the Vikings, the Eagles, the Saints, and the 49ers and then wildcard spots to the Rams and the Falcons and Eric's are
1: I got uh Philly, I got Minnesota as my teams with a bye. Uh my other division winners are going to be Atlanta and LA and my wild card teams are going to be Green Bay and New Orleans.
0: All right, yep. write it down.
1: Lock it in. Lock lock it in. Um, who you got winning the NFC? Winning the NFC? I'm going to go with Minnesota. So I've
0: got Minnesota as well. So no lunch bet on that one. We'll just have the one on the AFC to see who comes out. Because
2: right.
1: the Vikings are very good. Yes. Very, very good. Very tough to beat. So uh, anyway, that's, that's going to wrap of. up our complete NFL preview. Uh, hammer us on our opinions if you'd like on social media or yeah, via email and don't hesitate don't hold back i'm not afraid to hold back on anybody in fact i invite it Come bring
0: on. it on i invite tell it, me I brandon, it tell Twitter me brandon tell me brandon cooks is going to be a number uh, top 10 fantasy receiver he's not <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen hopefully i have a college football preview coming next week where we're just going to go uh, we're going to go through the top uh, the, the big 5 conferences yeah power 5 uh, maybe a couple
1: sleepers here and there but give
0: a uh, maybe a Heisman outlook mm-hmm. and a uh, playoff outlook and we'll uh, go into a little detail on our favorite teams, the Miami Hurricanes and the Florida Gators.
1: The Gators are going to suck. The Gators <laughs> are going to win the SEC. 13-0, and baby. I'm, I'm about to leave now. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. We appreciate it.
2: Stay classy.